0: Hi, everyone. I'm Tara Lawn. Welcome to Time Out with Tinseltown Mom. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Paige Dennis, star on Netflix' DeMarcus Family Rules. Paige is also a mom of twins and battled infertility before having her kids through a gestational surrogate. Today, she's going to talk about what it's like starring on a reality show, plus the infertility struggles she had leading up to having her babies. Hi, Paige. Welcome. Howdy, girl howdy
1: where are you from (laughs) i'm from rural west tennessee yay yes i'm kind of in the corner what i like to call the (laughs) armpit but we've got deodorant on so (laughs) we're right up here um in the corner where arkansas missouri illinois kentucky all of that comes together near the mississippi river in west tennessee oh nice are you were you born and raised there you know, yes, I was born, raised, reared, the whole thing right here in, in in Tennessee. I've lived here most all of my life, uh, lived overseas, some in China, but then a lot of time, you know, just always come back home and this is where
0: the heart is, right? Yes. Right. So, so tell us a little bit more about you and your family.
1: Oh, so I'm married, uh, to a real good looking man. His name is Zach Dennis and, uh. He is a, I'm a cougar. He's a little bit younger than me, not too much, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh-huh. And I've got two adorable children going through the terrible twos right now. Oh, you have your and hands full. Both hands. Mm-hmm. You know, they they start running and you got to pick which one to save. So <laughs> I've got Delta Page and uh, Zachary David, girl and boy. Oh, nice. Very yeah. nice. All right, awesome. So um, you are also
0: on season one of DeMarcus Family Rules. Will there be a season two?
1: Well, you know, I'm not privileged to say the details of that right now, but I can tell you season one was very well received. Okay, nice. It was really
0: fun. Like, I felt like uh, I, I watched the whole season. It seemed like everyone on the show, like, had a good time. Like, it would be fun, like, being on that set and just interacting with everyone. Did you have that experience? Yeah, you
1: know, Oh, absolutely. I think when people were talking about docu-series, docu-dramas, they, and, and reality shows in general, which is the general genre, they tried to say, lump it all together mm-hmm. um, to, you know, you think of some of the bigger shows like the Real Housewives, and, you know, and then you think of the older sh- shows like Jersey Shore and things like that. But in all actuality, there's a lot of realness to it. Um, you know, nobody fed me any lines to say, or anything like that. Anybody that's watched the show, and if you haven't logged on to Netflix and watched *The Marcus Family Rules*, you will hear this same accent that you're hearing right now.
0: Yes, I heard so it. I heard that accent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As my grandmother would say, I didn't put on any airs. Uh huh. <laughs> so I just, I, I am who I am, and uh, you know, it, it focuses around. Um, my best friend, which is Allison DeMarcus, and her husband, Jay DeMarcus, which is one hes one third of Rascal Flatts, mm-hmm. the country group. And I truly am her best friend, I guess. I talk to her all the time, every day. She's texted me once this morning, but I talked to her three times yesterday. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just turn my phone off at night because, you know, she, she calls late at night and I don't have time for that because I got those two kids. Oh, so yeah. I, no, you have your hands so full.
0: You can't be talking I on got the phone to all night. <laughs> I
1: have, I have to sleep. Yes. So um I'm I'm an older mom so when you're an older mom you don't realize I mean if I was a 20-something mom it would have been a lot easier to get up and do the darn thing but um being an older mom I just can't you know yes yes So,
0: so how long have you and Allison been friends
1: oh gosh over 15 years now I guess about 16 17 years Okay. A long time. Yeah, I've known her since she was almost a brunette, so that's a long time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did you guys meet? I know you have a business. uh, Your business sells pageant wear. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, so I have a a business called Joann's, and we're in Union City, Tennessee, and we do pageant, prom, evening gowns. We dress everyone from the drag queen to the prom queen to everybody in between, and uh, we're located in a small town, but we're one of the largest stores in the country, so Allison is a glamour queen, and she's obsessed with bling and pageantry. If you've watched the show, you hear, hear about that. She was a triple crown winner, which means she competed in Miss America, Miss USA, and Miss Teen USA, winning the state title for each competition. So we got to know each other through pageantry and have continued our friendship, and in pageantry and television through the Miss Miss Volunteer America pageant, which is a pageant that she spearheaded that a lot of the former volunteers from Miss America have um, come over to.
0: Oh, okay. And then how did the idea like when the reality show or the unscripted series, when that idea came about, how did they approach you with being on the show? And were you open to the idea initially?
1: Yeah. So what happened was she's really good friends with Todd Chrisley. And you've probably seen Allison and Jay guest starring a lot on uh, Chrisley Knows Best, which is on the USA Network. Mm -hmm. So Todd decided to venture out into his own production company, Todd Chrisley Productions. And it was just natural for him to go to Allison and Jay to be the first docudrama that he worked with and produced. So he went to them and he said, you know, you guys are great and he says but we really need to bring in the cast of characters of your life and naturally Todd knew about me and they called and Allison said would you come up and just do a little tidbit just what they call a sizzle reel in this industry so I came to Nashville with my two kids in tow to do a sizzle reel and uh Todd was there and we worked on that first initial sizzle reel and that's all it took and you know I told it like it was. And, you know, at first Todd says, you know, you just got to be real with Allison. And then I let my guard down and I was completely natural. And from there, uh, Netflix picked up uh, the series. And uh, early fall, uh, we debuted last year. And uh, it's just been a whirlwind from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, Did you guys film during COVID?
1: No, we had filmed before COVID. And Netflix kind of put off the release of the show. Um, and then finally, people were at home. You know, their lives changed. Mm-hmm. They were turning to streaming services and watching things. And even though we could have done a lot more press interviews and press things, we thought it best. And Netflix said, listen, let's go ahead and give this to the people. Let's give them something to watch. Let's give them something to see. So we just did you know, some small press like this, the best you can over Zoom from your living room. And the show was released uh, in August. And and it was just a success. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm not even an Instagram big person. And then all of a sudden, all these people were following me and messaging <laughs> me where I got my shirt. And, uh, you know, what what kind of lipstick do I wear? And uh, the, one lady asked me, who did my lips? And I said, well, the good Lord did <laughs> I, I mean, I, these things aren't done, but uh, but uh. Now you're an Instagram star. Them,
0: you're an influencer.
1: I don't know about that. I I mean, if I could influence my kids to use the potty, right. I'd be a true influencer. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, right. That's the thing. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to. I mean, I'm not trying to sell anything. But if anybody's got any potty training tips, uh, when you've got boy girl twins. By all means, feel free to send me a direct message because I need all the help I can get. That is so hard.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's right. You have a boy and a girl trying to potty train at the same time. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs)
1: Well, I haven't fully started. Oh, okay. um, Because they've told me, really, you need to wait till they're a little older. A lot of the experts say that. And, of course, my mother's like, you need to start right now. That diaper bill's outrageous. But, (laughs) you know, I just don't know. And then what do you do? you know, you got the boy, you got the girl. It's yeah, right. Exactly. Oh yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so on the show, uh, Allison called your babies miracle babies. And she mentioned that you yes. went through so much to have them. So I, I definitely um, want to talk about your journey that led to your beautiful twins. So uh-huh. first, um, how how long did you and your husband like start trying to have babies?
1: Well, first, let me say this. It is every when people talk about infertility, I think the number one problem is they put it in one box. There's so many different phases and so many different parts of infertility. You know, when you think about cancer oh, they've got cancer, but most people say they've got breast cancer. They've got prostate cancer. They've got, you know, there's different kinds of infertility. Mm. Infertility is not a cancer, but there's still also different kinds and I'm not comparing them in that way. But, my, our situation was really, really unique. And I think everybody's infertility journey is not basic. It's mm-hmm. unique and indig- indigenous to them. And so with us, you know, we were older, first-time parent triers, you know, knew we wanted to have kids. And so, you know, after you got married, it's just like, okay, we got to get pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, getting pregnant was really easy. I got pregnant uh, maybe just in just a few months after we tried. Oh, wow. Yeah, got pregnant and I lost the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, you didn't tell anybody. You, you know, you just kind of kept it to yourself. You yeah. made it to that 12-week mm-hmm. mark. You know, I didn't want to get my parents' hopes up here. You know, so then it's just kind of like you had to deal with it yourself. Mm-hmm. That's hard.
0: Yeah. I'm so sorry.
1: Oh, I mean, so many people go through that. And, you know, I kind of have mixed things about that because people say, well, you're not supposed to tell anybody until the end of your first trimester. But I think you got to pick out some people. Yeah, I gotta, agree with that. you, you got to tell your people because because if something happens, if some, or good or bad, you know, You're going to have to share in this journey. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to have a support system. You're going to have to have somebody be there for you. And so with me, I kind of made the mistake of not telling anybody.
0: So when did you tell them? Like after you miscarried? Did you? I
1: I never told. I never told. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I never told until after I had the children. Mm. So, So what happened was I went to the doctor and come to find out my, um, I had been in Hong Kong and in China and had a bilateral pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot. And that was in 2012. We were trying to figure out where that was coming from. And evidently, it broke off from like a DVT, which is a deep vein thrombosis. I didn't have any pre-existing conditions or things that would put me on the list for somebody that would have a blood clot and lord knows as big as I am I'm not an athlete. So I was trying to figure it out so we went to a hematologist and everybody and the only thing they could peg was that my estrogen levels were high and that I probably had the blood clot from high estrogen levels.
0: So was that a you signal know, that like having high estrogen levels did that well, give you a signal well, that maybe that was-,
1: was Well, the signal was birth control pills. Oh, okay birth control pills and so no more birth control and then evidently when you get pregnant those estrogen levels go up too so the doctors the main thing they could see was that probably what happened is when I got pregnant you know my estrogen levels weren't high and then I had a blood clot Mm, okay and that's probably what happened to the baby in their best guesstimate yeah yeah so then we come to a situation where it's really easy to get pregnant. i fertile myrtle, as the old wives tell is. But do you risk having that pregnancy and throwing another blood clot? Hmm. I mean, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know? So my husband and I talked about it, and we knew we wanted to have a family, but we just didn't think that risk was you know something we didn't want to gamble with my life yeah you know
0: and where was your blood clot we, uh page i'm sorry i'm not familiar with that that embolism
1: a pulmonary embolism oh. is in your lungs so it broke off from your from my right calf muscle which is called a deep vein thrombosis and then went and blocked on each side of my heart from oh. my, in my lungs. oh wow mm-hmm. okay so i had to recover there in hong kong for a long time
0: how long was the recovery not- process for that?
1: Well, is altogether, I'd say in Hong Kong itself, probably, you know, in getting home and there over 30 days. Mm, okay. And, then, and when I get, got home, it was probably another 90 days. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then I couldn't fly home. So I had to take a container ship across the Pacific Ocean for 17 days from Hong Kong to Long Beach, California. So my husband came with me. We weren't married then, and uh, we just kind of said, well, look, 17 days, and we're not talking about carnival here. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't Norwegian a cruise ship. Light. No, uh-uh. I'm telling you, there was no TV, no Internet, no cell service for 17 days. You could see Mount Kilimanjaro in the distance, and the food was potatoes, Pringles, chips, you know, it was not great, but it was, but it was comfortable. Yeah. Were you in pain during this
0: time? Like what was your comfort no, level?
1: Okay. I was not in pain. I was exhausted oh. because anybody that's ever had any type of pulmonary embolism will tell you it's utter and complete exhaustion. You have to retrain your body to, you know, I didn't walk, you know, I couldn't wash my hair mm. and putting my hands up on my head to wash it was too much
0: yeah so that's traumatic you went through a traumatic experience like after yeah so it just
1: it it really just wasn't worth it to us to retake that chance you know yeah yeah so so then we started looking at ideas and I went to uh, a doctor that Allison had recommended I go to about an egg retrieval you know and I mean I thought gosh you know I'm 40 years old, 41 years old. I mean, are these eggs really going to come out of me? Mm -hmm. And on Super Bowl Sunday, here they come. That doctor probably was so mad, he had to come in and retrieve my eggs on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh,
0: (laughs) Oh, because they have to come when... Okay, I see,
1: I see. Yes, you got to come when you're ready. And so they come... We were so fortunate, and I know other couples in this situation... I mean, I'm not being braggadocious, but I know other couples... They don't, they're not as lucky as us and have so many, you know. Yeah, so
0: explain that process for those who are unfamiliar, like yeah, step so by step. Yeah, so
1: just like you're getting ready for uh, the eggs, you know, you you're getting your egg retrieval, you take shots over and over again. In my case, I was also taking uh, Lovenox shots because of the high levels of estrogen to prevent blood clotting. <laughs> and I moved to Nashville to be close to the hospital in case I did throw a clot. So are we talking about, do you, you guys have decided, you
0: and your husband, that now you're going to do the go the surrogate route? Is that why you're doing this?
1: Well, first we wanted to see if I could get enough eggs. Oh, I see. You you're know. checking. You oh, know, I see. We didn't, didn't want to get the cart before the horse here. Okay. You know, we knew this was kind of where we wanted to go, but, you know, why would we, you know, go all the way down the road and get... You know, I don't want to build a house with five bedrooms if I can only fill one.
0: Right. So you're testing you know, everything kind of out to make sure. Testing everything out. Oh, and okay. it worked.
1: Okay. And then, what, and so, and my husband, you know, is like super sperm. So all that was great. And, you know, here we were. We had all these wonderful, uh, we sent them off for genetic testing. Every paid all the extra money. Everything was wonderful. We had our perfect little embryos. And. Then we uh, decided to hire a gestational carrier. Mm. And we did. And it, our little boy was 36 weeks gestation. And we'd had all our baby showers. The bedroom was set up. And the baby died. It was a court accident. Oh, wow. That it was, it was terrible. It wasn't around his neck, it was the doctor described it to me like a kink in a water hose. Mmm. And so then instead of running our baby home, we were having a funeral. Wow. And then it was hard. At that point, I was like, you know, maybe we don't need to try to do this anymore. I mean, this stuff isn't cheap. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I heard it's very expensive. Very expensive. And um, there was a time when I thought, I'm not going to do this anymore. And he passed away. In October, and Allison called me on the phone from the show before, you know, before, of course, we did the show. And she said, now, listen, I know you don't want to think about having another baby and trying this again. But you're going up there to that doctor one more time. And you're going to tell him you're supposed to be putting up a Christmas tree and celebrating your first Christmas with that baby and that he passed away and that this is your last chance and that you want to.
0: And mm. that you want him
1: to help you find a carrier to have two babies, and you get back up to their hospital, that hospital, and you see him, Say that doctor right now. And we did it. We went up there, and we found a carrier, and we had two babies.
0: Wow. So you tell to- you told the doctor you want twins, like, and they obviously. I did,
1: they- and I did, and he gave me some parameters, right? You know, we need someone 5 foot, 10 inches tall. You know, we'd like to have somebody that's carried twins before, somebody that's got a family of their own, all that good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, are you, are you involved in that process of who will be carrying your babies? Like, do you say yes or I no?
1: Picked a, I picked a person out, and he didn't even find her. I found her.
0: Oh, so was it somebody that you knew?
1: No, it was not somebody that I knew, but actually, I found them through a Facebook group. And then flew out and interviewed them myself and knew all the questions to ask them and then got their medical records. They were going to do this previously for another couple. And that couple had ended up, like, getting pregnant. Mm. So uh, she had everything kind of ready to go. Right. So um, sent all her stuff to my doctor and she vetted out great. Wow. That's so... what, What year was this, Paige? Well, it was... On New Year's Day, uh be three years ago is when I did this. Okay. When I went went to meet her for the first time. Right.
0: Now how does that so, work yeah. with um the parents and the relationship with the, the person that's carrying your baby? Like are you in relationship with them the entire nine months? Do you, you check
1: know, up I with them? Entire, I think it's entirely up to the people, you know? Yeah. I just think, um, uh, I think it's how much do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, how much do you want to be involved? I mean, for me, I wanted to be more involved. I wanted to go to doctor's appointments. I wanted, my husband wanted to go to doctor's appointments, even though we had to fly to our carrier. We wanted to be pretty involved. Right. So
0: do you build some some sort of relationship with that person, too? I mean, I know, like, sometimes.
1: You sometime... know, I did, yeah, I did uh, build a relationship with her, and I still send pictures and things on occasions of the kids, you know? Yeah.
0: Aww. Just as a
1: thing, but she has a family of her own and twins of her own. Too, oh, so. and this happened after she
0: carried your twins?
1: Uh, no, before.
0: Oh, she already had her. Okay, okay. <laughs> Now, can you explain to us the difference between um, a gestational surrogate versus a traditional surrogate? I'm I'm hearing that there are differences. Are you able to explain that just so everyone is clear on that?
1: Well, I mean, people call a surrogate, a gestational surrogate, the same thing. But to me, you know, it's a gestational carrier. At the end of the day, what the public needs to realize is the parents that are raising that baby of their mom and dad, whether that's their own egg and sperm, which is my husband and I's case, or whether it's maybe a homosexual couple that, you know, buys eggs and, you know, does it that way for them. Very rarely nowadays do you see someone carry the baby that's that's their own eggs. You don't see that very often. Mm -hmm. It's still done. I think more so in other countries yeah not as much here it's not as prevalent here and why do you why do you think that is oh I just think that science is is so uh advanced now that it gives us opportunities Mm -hmm. and you know and I'm an advocate for adoption too I'm an advocate for anybody that wants to be a parent if anyone's listening to this and they you know they want to be a parent the thing is is you got to find your avenue you got to find your chance yeah you know, and you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't give up.
0: Yeah. Now, Don't give up at all. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, are you guys planning more children?
1: You know, I'll be 46 years old this year. And I just really think that two's enough for me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say if something like crazy happens, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> somebody said raise this child for me or something like that, that I would, but I really don't think that, uh, I think my family is complete.
0: Yeah. And you have twins too. So, I mean, you, you, you're like doing double work right now with, especially during the toddler <laughs> years, you know? So what was the hardest part for you? Um, like during the process when the surrogate was carrying your babies, like, what, was there anything that was difficult for you during that time?
1: Well, what we decided was to not really tell my family and my people because my parents who were in their 70s, of course, had experienced the heartbreak when the first one passed. And then they had lost this baby of their own to cancer at a very, very young age. And so I guess one of the most difficult things was keeping it from my parents until just a few months before their birth.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So how did how did so, that so happen?
1: Did you make an announcement? I just, uh, I just went to their house for their wedding anniversary and wrote it in their anniversary cards. Oh, that they're going to be grandparents. Yes, I did. Oh, and nice. Then, and th- then I asked them not to tell anybody. And we kept it from the general public until after they were born. Wow so you you and your
0: husband showed up with these twins and like surprised everyone,
1: well, not exactly um you know they showed up born, and then we they were in the NICU for a little while, and then we announced it from the NICU. so because we didn't want people coming to our house for you know twins that were early right right you know, it just was and there was flu season, and then after flu season, it was covid season, oh then, right. You know, my, my poor kids haven't been socialized.
0: Yeah, you've really protected them from germs, right?
1: I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, yeah, we took them out to eat. You know, both my husband and I are vaccinated and caffeinated. But <laughs> we took them out to dinner Saturday night. And um, one of my employees and their babysitters was graduating college. And so we had a little party and, you know... I was just watching them and other people were like, well, I've, you know, there were other children there, but my kids just haven't been out, you know, they haven't been anywhere. And I think that's been hard. Um, Yeah. I I haven't been able
0: to
1: share experience with them, experiences with them.
0: Yeah, no, that's hard. And I can't imagine as a new mom, just, you know, new moms usually, you know, you're like kind of a germaphobe, at least I was. So imagine being a germaphobe during COVID and you're a new mom, you know, that's probably hard too. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: I, can, I mean, we had the hand sanitizing stations everywhere.
0: You know? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it was such a pleasure
0: speaking with you, Paige. Thank you so much for sharing oh, your journey with us.
1: Listen, and if anybody's listening to this and they have a question about gestational carriers, infertility, reach out to me on Instagram at the T H E Page Dennis. That's P A I G E Dennis. And I will email you back. I answer every direct message that I'm sent. And I've answered a lot of questions about this. Uh, if you want to know about my lip color message, me <laughs> but, but if, you, if you want some encouragement, if you just want somebody that can talk to you, somebody that will answer any question, I feel like I have got enough binders and folders about this that, I, you know, I could help at the doctor's office, you know. Never give up. And if you think you're going to message me, and I'll tell you how it's worth it.
0: Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And where else can people find you? Do you have a website that people can go to if they want to know more about you and in the your shop? Uh, Instagram's great. Okay. Joanns
1: of Union Joannes of Union City on Instagram, and of course, the number one thing: go to Netflix, "The Marcus Family Rules." Watch the show. Tell us what you think about it. Add it to your Netflix favorites and uh, get you a little taste of Southern hospitality. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Time Out with Tinseltown Mom. If you liked
0: what you heard today, please be so kind and rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time.